Hello, you are listening to Life with Paralysis, a podcast brought to you by Spinalpedia. Spinalpedia is one of those websites I highly recommend if you haven't checked it out yet. We basically, I'm the executive director, uh, Tiffany Carlson. I'm also the host of the show. And Spinalpedia is a really cool site. Um, We have a bunch of videos there that can basically inform the world how to live with a spinal cord injury. We have over 8,000 videos that are um, organized by level of injury. So if you haven't checked it out, spinalpedia.com. So this uh, episode for this month, this is technically the episode for May, even though it's going to be out in June. This is our second episode on quarantining COVID-19, how you're dealing with all these changes we've all been going through since the coronavirus has spread throughout the world. And so for people with disabilities, you've heard a lot about people feeling like they've been swept under the rug, their 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 needs have not been listened to during all of this craziness happening because of so many things being locked down. So we are joined today by two guests. Uh, first, we're going to have on Noel Joyce from Ireland. He is going to share what it's like over there to be locked down since uh, March. And he's a designer, uh, an industrial designer, and he's going to talk about how the design, um, the kind of the designs that are happening because of the coronavirus to pr- protect people are helping uh, people with disabilities in general. And he's hoping that some of these designs are here to stay, here to stay and will hopefully, you know, help people with disabilities in the long run. So he's got a cool perspective on the coronavirus and he's gonna join us here in a sec. He's our first guest. And our second guest is Misty Dawn Piker. She uh, is a paraplegic living in Indiana and she has, um, you know, paralysis from uh, transverse myelitis and ED, which is Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. I know I'm totally not pronouncing that right. She's going to explain all of that um, when she joins us. And what life for her has been like as well, she's an usher at a theater, or she was before her job was put on hold. And so she's at home a lot in a studio apartment, and her family's three hours away. So she's going to share what it's like being at home by herself a lot and how she's making do, because I think a lot of people out there can relate to this. I know I can. So stay tuned, you guys. This is going to be a good show. I think we have some cool perspectives this month. So, yep, hang on for just a second, and Noel Joyce will be right up. All right. Hey, everybody. So this is going to be really fun. We're joined by Noel from Ireland, everybody. This is crazy. So, hey, how are you, Noel? Thanks for joining us. Hey, how are you? Hello to everyone. Um, good to good to be here. Thanks for for inviting me. Absolutely. I think everyone's you know in their mind here in the United States always wants to go to Ireland at least one point. It's very romantic seeming. Where in Ireland do you live? Well, I live right in the middle of Ireland, right in the in a place called Tullamore, where the whiskey is made, Tullamore too. Ooh. So I live in, in that town and it's really um, the absolute dead center of Ireland. So, yeah, it's uh, it, we, we can get to most places in Ireland within, you know, east to west. We can get most places in Ireland in about an hour and a half and then okay. north to south, maybe two okay. hours. Yeah, That's fascinating. I cannot wait to make it there. So I guess I take it you're born and raised Irish boy. Yep, that's okay. that's the case. Yeah. Awesome. So I, I, I know, of course, you're a paraplegic, right? Yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. So why don't we talk just about how your injury happened and stuff? I, We all have our stories, so yeah, if yeah. you don't mind sharing. Uh, yeah, so I'm T67, so mm-hmm. roughly around about chest, chest height. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I actually was uh, mountain biking when I had my accident. 
um, okay. yeah. So I was coming down a hill and um, a tree jumped out in front of me and uh, I hit the tree and fell in on some rocks. And <laughs> oh, no. uh, it was pre- pretty instantaneous as well. So, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think though, because I was uh, into did those kinds of sports, uh, okay. I would be of the belief, you know, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. So it's, uh, you gotta, you know, and, and for me having an injury, well, it was, sort of one of those things a lot of people get devastated by mm-hmm. um i feel like i knew the risk and i had to accept and then just get on with things and that's it you know so that's true isn't that i feel a lot of people they're like i can't mope around this is there's no point in doing it yeah. life is too short yeah that's the truth yeah how long ago was your accident um it will be 16 years this august oh, um okay. yeah so it's uh it's, it's yeah it's 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 a good while but like um i yeah. don't know like i mean it's when i think about it actually it's it's not as long as that is it 15 16 year sometimes i forget yeah, so it's about that long, yeah. <laughs> yeah so it goes by quickly doesn't it yeah very quickly especially when you try to get busy right i mean yeah um which is not the easiest thing because it's all relative to right i mean there's a lot of people i know that are not in the disabled community and who are not motivated. Uh, and then I know lots of people who are disabled who are just some of the, the most motivated, uh, do everything goal-getters I know, so. It's crazy, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, some people don't handle it good at all and they don't leave their houses and they hate everything and some people are like, mm. absolutely not, I'm not gonna let this take my life away. And yeah. I, It's really fascinating the way humans can deal with this because I, I always say paralysis is one of the hardest things I mean, I don't know if I have no perspective on it, but I do believe it's like you're reborn in a new body and you have to kind yeah. of decide if I'm going to live like this or not. I know in yeah. Ireland, um, just out of curiosity, because I've never been there, what's it like as a disabled person over there in terms of just going out and about? Is it pretty easy to live your life as a wheelchair um, It's it It's better than some places, but it's worse than others. Um, Mm-hmm. But I've been very active in the area of trying to get things done from an accessibility point of view in my own town. Oh yeah. So That's I've true. done things around where I've um, created created uh, devices that I could mount on my wheelchair and detect the vibration and impact on my chair. Cool. So I could show where there was problems and public liability issues because if we can gather data, you yeah. can make a big difference uh, to how local authorities or cities or municipal governments react. Uh, if you go and whinge and moan to them, they they don't care. They'll they'll just go it's on file or we won't, you know. Mm-hmm. But I I I think that we have a unique um, perspective on what the built environment is like. And as a designer myself, I always think about you know we have uh, the capability to do something about the built environment because mm-hmm. we build the built environment, right? Yeah. It's just the data points need to be there for people to. To react if you think about a guy with um who's perfectly able-bodied who's actually doing the construction is not taking into account maybe mm-hmm. the the issues a disabled person might have with a 10 millimeter right. um you know path difference yeah. and mm-hmm. what i was what i'm thinking about is like the, all of those things make a difference and can we do something about it? so i actively try to make a different i'm not going to complain about it. i'm going to go and try and figure out how to solve the problem and show people uh, the information they need to be able to make sure that it doesn't happen in the future. Yeah. So cool. 
yeah, it's it's a uh, important. So you're a designer. Are you like a, a architect? Like what, what kind of designer? Sorry. I uh, so actually, I'm an industrial designer. So product design, um, anything that you can think of. Uh, that's the kind of work that I do. Yeah, and that's I, um, awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a bit crazy as well. Like because there's a lot of rubbish, right? So like you're you do you see lots of industrial design that is like just making things to sell whereas uh, i sort of try to err more towards you know impact impactful things right things that make a difference in people's lives have you um, heard of um, have you heard of michael graves before yeah michael graves uh yeah he's he uh, uh architect He's a, he designed, he, he designed, he became paralyzed and he worked for Target after his injury and designed right. all these really cool, like smart household gadgets and stuff that yeah, happened yeah. to be for everybody, but they were really usable for people that, yeah. you know, were also disabled, which was cool. Well, so. see, see, that's the thing, right? Like, I mean, that's my argument when I talk to people. I said, look, you know, disability is not something that you are ever going to get away from because... Uh, when you get old enough, you're going to be disabled. Mm -hmm. So many people with disabilities are actually living your future life. <laughs> so when we're thinking about the built environment or when we're thinking about products or doing anything like that, we actually should be thinking about our future selves. That's yeah. the way I talk to people about it. And I say, this isn't about solving my problem today. This is about solving your problem in the future. Mm, so like we, yeah. we should... We should uh, and that's often the way I look at the, even the situation right now is like a lot of people with disabilities have actually developed the capability to manage in a confined environment and solve problems in those environments and know more about it than anyone else. So I've been helping a lot of people who are able-bodied going, oh, I'm freaking out because I'm stuck and all this stuff, right? And cool. it's, just, it's, not, it's not that hard to deal with, right, if you do these things. Well, if they know you, are you doing consultant work then, or how? What kind of work are you doing? Well, it's sort of like well, uh, I'm just after finishing with the firm I was working with because I actually spent in the last five years about, um, or the last eight years about uh, eight months of every year in China, in Shenzhen, in China. So really? uh, I've been working in China, and then cool. I live in Ireland, but move over and back to China for the last uh, however long. And wow. with the way things have gone, obviously can't go back there. It's quite difficult. Um, so you were working uh, over, were you designing in China as your job? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah but then working remotely as well when I'm at home. So, um, yeah, I think that, I think that like, I just think about the intellectual horsepower that a lot of people with disabilities have. That, yeah, that absolutely. Almost like COVID. Yeah. And, and COVID-19, I think, is sort of leveled the playing field to some degree. We could use it as a way to sort of perpetuate this momentum by um by sort of you know looking at it as like okay now there is no excuse for people not to hire people with disabilities because there's loads of people working from home <laughs> now, you don't yeah. you don't have any reason not to because you don't have to worry about all the crap that you would worried about by hiring exactly with a disability, you right? don't need an accessible business even yeah 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 this is very case, true yeah. Well, I'm glad you're still doing what you, you, so you worked as all these past 15 years after your injury, you've just been still as working as an industrial engineer, which that's amazing. That's great. Uh, well, I went back to college after I had my accident. I was previously oh. in the military. Oh, okay. Uh, so mm -hmm. I was in the Irish military. I served uh, oh five, five years um, and I was in Liberia uh, just after the civil war there. 
um, as part of my work with the military and the accident then finished that. So that's oh, how I ended up. Oh, I'm sorry. Cool. So you transitioned into designer work. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, awesome. So now, speaking of the COVID-19, this is kind of why I brought you on, because we were going to talk about how our lives have all changed. And I know here in the U.S., we've been on lockdown for since March. So what's it like over in Ireland right now? Are people able to go out and about? Or um, Well, we've been on lockdown since March as well. Mm -hmm. um, I, but they've, they've lifted some things. Um, and relatively speaking, um, I think that... I think that we're not doing too bad from the perspective that there's a where I live certainly we're able to get out two kilometers away from home for exercise and it's a really green area oh, and a small cool. town so it's nice um and I think many people are within a nice place to go within two kilometers it's actually been it's gone out to five kilometers now okay. so I get out my hand bike and stuff like that which is nice. which is really nice um and we did have this craziness at the beginning people were like bulk buying stuff but there was no need for it That's um I mean, that kind of thing too. yeah and it's just like i think that um i think that we've we've been very lucky for the last six weeks to have spectacular weather in ireland which is quite unusual to have that kind of weather for this length of time yeah so i, I spend a lot of time in the garden Oh, yeah, so nice. that kind of stuff, you know. So are you concerned as someone with a spinal cord injury um, about going out and about? Are you staying at home or how worried are you personally about, you know, getting the coronavirus and all that? Um, well, well, I think that it's like, I, I think like I would be cautionary on a lot of this stuff as mm -hmm. well. But I think it's important to stay moving, which keeps your strength yeah. up. Yeah. And you have to stay healthy in case something did happen so you have to try and strike that balance right yeah um and it, it's just like i actually think it's funny another thing i was talking to some people about was like how you know sometimes if you're in a wheelchair or if you're using a mobility device people always seem to stand away from you anyways right they do so they, they, you nearly nearly always have a two meter sort of like <laughs> perimeter around you. people are afraid People are afraid to catch disability, <laughs> so they are. So they don't come near uh, you. It's so true. Yeah. It's either they're too close or they're too far away, isn't it? They're like right. on you, yeah. like trying to hug you, or they're like they can't even uh, come by you. It's one or the other. I feel like really annoying. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know that. Um. So, are you wearing a mask at least when you go out, or are you just trying uh, to? Well, we, here in Ireland, we haven't seen a, like it's not even something that they've uh, recommended highly, really? and our numbers have been really, really low. Like, I mean. Uh, cool. 70, 70 new cases yesterday and one death. That's not uh, bad at all. Is, wow. No, and, and they've been mm -hmm. constantly trending downward. So that's great. But what they have done, like, is been very, uh, very cautious in reopening things, which I think has made a big difference. Like, if people are not congregating or going to places where there's, it's going to happen, you don't need to wear masks as much or anything like that. So, um, yeah, it's not, it's not been, I think. I think some of the guidelines they reckon here, like making sure you wash your hands all the time, which is very important if you're in a wheelchair anyway. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, just things that we do anyways, right? You know, so I, I think they're not, the things that you have to do are not a stretch, too far of a stretch from what many people with disabilities already have to do. Absolutely. So, well, yeah. I know I was questioned just about, you know, shopping and stuff over there. Are you guys, do you have, mm. as Target or Walmart even in Ireland, where do you go to buy, is there any big uh, box stores over there? Yeah, we've um places place called Tesco. Um, okay. Yeah, there's uh some places German ones called Aldi and Little and then there's some other ones as well. 
Okay. Um, Do you go into those yeah. stores still and shop around? Or yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah absolutely okay. fine yeah but but they do do a really good job on uh, limiting the amount of people that come in and keep the social distancing as well okay. in fact it's it's really interesting again like from a designer perspective i'm looking around at the way things are changing and uh, nothing I, I don't think it's ever been as accessible as it is right now because really? there isn't crowds and there isn't people all over the place getting in the way and there isn't you know, all the things that, that, that would normally be a problem because people are keeping at a good distance. So it's, uh, I, I feel like if we can keep some of the things that have happened as a result of COVID-19, then the world will start to become more accessible. Mm. Um, mm. And I think yeah. that, like, imagine going into a restaurant where you don't have to get them to move 20 tables <laughs> just so you can get in, right? Oh, my God. You're totally right about that. They can't squish in people at restaurants anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So we can go to anywhere we want. We can sit mm. at any of the tables we want to. Um, we can go to the supermarket and people won't be sitting on top of you when you're trying to get stuff. That kind of thing. <laughs> so... I like I look. I tried to look at this as like, uh, like everyone's gonna, everyone else is complaining about it. I'm thinking about actually, it's never been more accessible, right? That's fascinating. I didn't even think about it that way. I I kind of don't like the you know the plexiglass um partitions they're putting up at yeah. all the cashiers and stuff. It's a uh, mm. I don't know. That works pretty good. I haven't. I'm always out with a helper that helps me when I go out yeah. in public. But I do wonder if some of these things might make it a little trickier for someone that has, you know, to try to hand stuff to someone or yeah, that's yeah. lower in a wheelchair. But I feel like I think you're right. Maybe in general, though, it might be for them yeah. more accessible. It's such a. Weird I, I, I yeah. I don't. I wouldn't mind having to deal with some of those other. We'll say a little bit more negative things to have a net positive of being able to sit at any table in a restaurant. <laughs> you know that that would be just you know that I, that's just, I don't mind that trade absolutely you know? and um, yeah and again I think about right what's that gonna hap- what's gonna happen in the future right are more people with with um like when we get a bit older and it's difficult to get around as well like those places are more accessible to people too so um and I feel like there's gonna be like I've been talking to some some students that I, I <laughs> oh. Bless you. Sorry, coughing. Oh, you're fine. Um, talking to some students that I've been teaching as well about, you know, looking at design from the perspective that the product experiences that they're going to develop where people don't want to touch things anymore right. means that they have to try and create um, products, uh, uh, products and experiences and interactions that uh, do not require human uh uh, input or if they do require input it might be an elbow or your wrist right so for example i would yeah, love exactly. that yeah yeah and the point i'm making is that mm-hmm. now if 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 all those interactions that people would normally use fingers for or you know grip or anything like that yeah. become things where that where they do this or use their elbow yeah uh, mm-hmm. it means it's going to make it more accessible for us right totally. so yeah. I, I just think about mm-hmm. like can can we use this as a way to a, a catalyst to make accessibility mm-hmm. the norm that we don't think about uh, where we have to, where, what we have to interact with, where we have to go, how, you know, are we going to manage? Because it's just, that's just the norm will be the norm because COVID-19 has made it that way. This is great. So, yeah. Yeah. Just, just a different perspective on things, I suppose. So true. I, I didn't even think about that, but especially in countries like yours, where maybe, do you guys have a, a, a law that requires accessibility at all places? Yeah. 
but mm -hmm. I imagine we do too, obviously, but this, I think you're right. This will probably force people to create more accessible mm. things without even realizing it. It's interesting. Crazy. Yeah. Um, well, you know, when you were, when you were designing in China, I, I was going to ask you, what kind of stuff do you design for when you get, that you get paid to do? Um, well, I used to be doing things like uh, health and wellness products and okay. uh, robotics. Um, oh, really? Uh, industrial automa automation sensors, anything cool. you could probably think of. I probably did some work in in, a, really? in that area. Have you ever yeah. used a? Have you ever used an exoskeleton before? I did recently. I've used an exoskeleton. Yeah. Really? Um, oh, how did it go? Um, it was it was awesome. Really cool. Um, and again, I think it's. Um, it's one of those interesting things where how technology starts to become more ubiquitous yeah. um, as a result of costing down. And someone was saying to me, this thing is like $180,000 and people are never going to be able to right. have them. I was like, I think you'd be surprised. Like once, once they find um, applications for industry or military, this technology will decrease in price so fast. Yeah. Um, and the gap will close between, we'll say, a very high-end wheelchair and the cost of an exoskeleton and the benefits to an individual for an extra $5,000, $10,000 to have an exoskeleton will just outweigh the justification of giving them a cheaper wheelchair. Would, so, you, would you use an exoskeleton over a wheelchair at this point? I, I think um, if, if I could get it to do t some more things that I would want it to do, like some of the things that, that are a bit difficult about it is like if you were walking in a crowded street, there's no way you're going to be able to stop yourself falling over if someone bumped into you or, oh, or really? things like that, right? Okay. So okay. it's like um, for for maybe 40 to 50% of everyday activity, yeah, like moving around my house or, yeah. you know, going somewhere where I know there's not going to be a crowd or just out for a walk in like yeah. an area where it's less crowds, then fine, yeah, I think would be great. Is it possible to kneel down in an exoskeleton? No, that's uh, no. Yeah. You just sit. You're just sit down and stand there's up no kneeling. That would require not, not a whole yet. new level of automation, right? Well, a crazy amount of mechanical capability um, and all sorts of different things. But I think um, you know, I, I don't think it's beyond um, beyond the human capability to come up with these systems when there's an application. That, that makes sense from a financial perspective. Again, it's something that I see a lot about when it comes to design. And people ask me, have you thought about this or have you thought about that? Uh -huh. And I all, I have to put my sort of entrepreneurial brain into, into gear and go, well, does it make sense from a financial perspective? Because it doesn't matter if it's a good idea. If someone doesn't make money, it's not going to get off the ground. So we need to figure out like where is the... The meeting point between the technology and how it makes some money to, to get some work you know yeah absolutely what exoskeleton uh, brand did you have an opportunity uh, to use exobionics exobionics yep that's the one over yeah. here in the us yeah. so um as a designer i'm just curious what kind of wheelchair do you like and or what do you what kind do you use mm -hmm. uh well i'm using um uh, a gtm uh no i had the gtm before the one i have right now is o racing it's a spanish company Oh really? Oh yeah, so, um, I heard about them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um and I've always had one with um um a suspension unit on the back because to stop the vibration and impact. Cool. cool. Uh it's always a little bit heavier, but I prefer to have like a little bit of comfort over over the, the lightweight. 
Okay. So that's what I'm using at the moment. Awesome. Yeah. Do you use the um, automated or push assist wheels or do you just push yourself? I just push myself. Yeah. At the moment. Yeah. I keep going till I can't go, you know, so it's. That's great. You can do that on your own. I wish I could push myself. Um, so it uh, sounds like, you know, I brought you on the show to talk about um, coronavirus and everything, but I didn't realize Ireland was doing so good over there. So I'm glad that you guys don't have many cases. I, I do feel thing and good. Uh, have too. fun hand cycling. All right. Yeah, All right. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll, I'll see you later. Up. See ya. All right. Hey, everybody. So we are joined by Misty Dawn Piker, and she has a spinal cord injury. And I know she's been going through some health problems, and we have asked her to join us to talk about uh, her quarantine and how that's been going and just about, you know, life with a spinal cord injury. So, hey, Misty, uh, welcome to the Hi. show. So where are you coming from? I forget where you live. Um, South Bend, Indiana. So uh, about 90 miles, 90 miles from Chicago. Okay, South Bend. Is that a pretty big town? That's about um, about a hundred thousand. Okay, that's pretty big. That's yeah. pretty big. So, so are you born and raised Hoosier girl? Um, I'm an army girl. Army. <laughs> so that means you moved all around the country yeah. or something like yeah. that. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. That must so. have been crazy. And so, yeah, that's um, that's quite cool. So you're from Indiana, and I think. Now, I don't know your level of injury, so why don't you inform everybody uh, about us? I, I am a T9, T10 paraplegic due to transverse myelitis, mm -hmm. but my uh, transverse myelitis is complicated by EDS, which is Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. Oh gosh! Now, what exactly it, um, is the latter of the two? The Ehlers-Danlos. I once kind of complicated. Uh, so, um, Ehlers-Danlos syndrome is a connective tissue disorder. Um, I can't remember what uh, my like my subset is of okay. Ehlers-Danlos syndrome is because mm -hmm. you know it's been. Like my parents were both carriers for EDS. Oh wow! So wow, I was kind of like the genetic kind of predisposition. I was like, oh, thanks, mom and dad. Were you diagnosed with it pretty early on in life? No, actually, I have to go sideways because my headphones are plugged in. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, no, actually, and I didn't know until like after I was on Medicare and Medicare oh. doesn't pay for genetic testing oh. and then I have like five cousins on my dad's side and like several on my mom's side that okay. are all diagnosed and I'm like wow. That's Medicare, Medicare will uh pay for me to see the geneticist will, will okay. not pay for me to be tested that makes no sense what a silly it, rule yeah wow so, it is what it is so okay so what's your mobility um like from these two conditions so i've been a manual chair user for about 10 years but um so i i've made the decision through voc rehab to transition to the power chair Oh. And I've, so oh, I, yeah, that's a I, big decision. I, yeah, I, I thought I'd get at least twenty years before I had I had to, but I dislocated my shoulder to the point where it actually ruptured my bicep tendon up the top. Oh my which, god! Which which helps hold your shoulder in place, which oh. is the reason for the sling because okay. it won't 
it won't stay in the socket anymore. Oh my God. Why? Now, is that just from years of overuse? Yeah. Like I put, I played sports and I didn't know I was genetically predisposed to the EDS. So I didn't know. So had I known, had I known, you know, hindsight being 2020, I probably wouldn't have played sports. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Well, what sports did you play at least? I'm kind of curious. Um, Able-bodied, I did uh, like track and field, you know, that kind of thing. And then I've played wheelchair basketball. I do adaptive water ski. I am wheelchair basketball, wheelchair tennis. And basketball, there's a lot of shoulder movements. And I mean, you're you're pushing, 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 and you're constantly, it's a lot. So how many years did you play for? Um, I still play when I can. Okay. Just it's so fun, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. So I play when I can. I oh, just yeah. so that's crazy. So okay, so now they got the sling on you. How well will this work over time? Is it going to heal enough so you don't need to wear it? Uh, they're they're saying surgery, but with coronavirus being, I'm and I'm being immunocompromised. We're, we're immunocompromised just having spinal cord injuries ourselves. Right. I know. I and know. then, and then the transverse myelitis and the EDS are genetic issues. So that's another, wait. so I have to wait. I Your cannot wait. have, oh my God. I, I have to wait until um, it's safe for me to have surgery. Okay. And well, my shoulder surgeon, he said, I don't want to do the shoulder surgery and then plop you right back into a manual chair because that's basically me doing re-injure. He said, you're immediately going to re-injure it. Mm. Could you get um, those like free, what are those little motors on the back of your your manual chair? Yeah. I have a smart drive that was given to me by a, a family just to borrow until I get my own. Is it helping? Except I can't get my DME to train me because it's not mine because it is a liability issue. Oh my Lord. Oh my Lord. (laughs) So that's not cool. So, all right. So so you can't, are you trying to not use your shoulder that much right now? Yeah, I'm trying. And then, but my right shoulder is also the whole thing that started. This was my right shoulder was weak. So I started overusing my left. Oh shit. This is the worst. <laughs> I know I have upper mobile. I use my, my wrist for everything. And I've screwed my arm up from using my right hand over the 27 years. I've been like this myself. It's really sucks. Cause there's nothing we can do about it. Right. You need your, use your shoulders to do everything yeah. during the day. Yeah. Oh, so luckily I have concrete floors that are just painted That's so I can, nice. and I have a studio. So like, Literally, my bedroom is right here, and this right. is my living room. <laughs> okay, so you're not going that far. <laughs> no, so like my kitchen—it's a studio, so my kitchen's there, my bedroom's there, and this is my living room. And well, like, don't go on any bar pushes outside the house either, right now. No, and like it's just—I haven't gone anywhere without a mask. Like I've went outside twice. Okay. Like oh, I'm on Lord. the first floor. Like. Like the building brings me my mail. Like oh, they I get do. my really, yeah. really. So yeah, you haven't left your house and how? Oh, you're you've only left two uh, times. Okay, um, let's see. Uh, once for a medical appointment. 
and everything else has been virtual. Oh, nice. I had a I had an EMG, so they had to see me for that. <laughs> yeah, they can't do that at home, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Well, I literally live right next door to the hospital. Oh, convenient! <laughs> what? Like, um, I like that. Uh, you can just I roll over there, I guess. Right? You don't yeah, take a like, car. No, I literally live. I'm like, and the nurse and the doctor was like, we have to figure out how to get her here because she, we could literally throw a rock at her apartment building. <laughs> Man, I would just go over there and have some lunch or dinner because, you know, some of those cafeteria dinners aren't that bad. I, I kind of have to say hospital yeah. food can be good certain nights. That's funny. Yeah, they're, they're not doing <laughs> the open air ca cafeteria right now. No. Like, of course it's all, they're not. This is it's so like sad. lunch. It's like lunchbox. Lord <laughs> mercy. I don't, it's this is so not weird. as good as it used to be. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe one day. Okay. So, yeah. this has been, so you're at home a lot. So do you have, are you letting any family or friends into your place? Right uh, I have, I don't have family that live near me. Oh. So my closest family is three hours away. Oh, that's too bad. Okay. Which is, you know, it's, it's not good and it's not bad. I don't have a great relationship with my family, but, um, but it's not, I'm working on it. Like, yeah, yeah I'm working on it. Well, okay. So I yeah. hope you're not too lonely over there. Do you at least no, have a couple no. people hanging out with I you? I do. Um, so one of my former coworkers, um, I used to work for the sheriff's department as an intern, okay. as a college intern. And um, so they've been kind of checking on me. <laughs> oh, that's really good. That's really good. Call, yeah. So in the sheriff's department, that's kind of cool. Now, yeah. I don't, I, what do you do for a job? I know you're working from so, home. So I am working from home. Um, I'm working through the Ticket to Work program. So yes. through Voc Rehab. Yep. I'm at the point where we're getting ready to get me into the back into the workforce. Uh, but I'm also a brand ambassador for Compact Cath. Awesome. So that's the, that's the catheter that's uh, in the wheel. Yeah. Uh, Let um, me see it. Let's show it. Let, just, like, let's just, mine as well. I'll have you on. Yeah. Here, mm -hmm. Just a second. We'll get it. We've got to go get one. So this is good. For everyone listening on iTunes, they need to go on to YouTube now and they can see the video because they're not yeah. going to be able to see this other, unless they go to the YouTube. I have to, I have to go into the bathroom to get. Right, this is good. We're getting some action, action video. There we go. There we go. As I crash into everything, <laughs> and then now this catheter was actually created at Stanford University. Okay. Yeah, by cool. catheter by catheter users. Oh, that's always cool when they use people's input. You gotta like that. Is it so, one of those straight casts? It is straight cast. It is pre lubricated mm -hmm. actually by silicone oil that's and nice. medical grade. Medical grade mm -hmm. silicone oil is um, has natural antimicrobial properties. Oh, and it's kind of it, cool. So it kills it, stuff, is what you're saying? It kills bacteria. Yeah. Yes, Ooh. and it is. It's um, it's not jelly like lube or really, that. or and it's not really really super slick like hydrophilic. Ooh. And so it's. Uh, that's pretty cool. This, Compact cath, huh? So how yeah. many do you, do you use? Do you have to use it? Throw it away, obviously. Yeah. 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 Yep. That's nice. 
Um, so I just started using this, the new version. So this is the light that I'm going to show you. You can get the whole, this is the original version. I don't have the original oh, version. Oh, wow. It does look like a wheel. That's so weird. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And you pull on it? Yep. And you just, you pull it out and then, oh. uh, so, so they have three That's different. That's cool design. Wow. Yeah. So it's, is it, do, what's the, what's the, um, you know, the pros of having that circular design? Like what does it uh, It's, it's uh, very ergonomic. And so this, the light is actually created for limited dexterity as well. Oh, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it has a really, uh, they taught me how to do this at a, at a trade show, the abilities expo. Oh yeah. Let's see. So that I, so that I could do it, show other people with limited dexterity how to open it. I'm like, cool. well, you, you need to show me how to <laughs> open it. With, and it has like a little, uh, what a crazy design. I've been around yes. for many years. I have never seen a catheter like that before. Yeah. That's this pretty cool. Is, mm -hmm. And then, so it comes off at a wheel like this. Very cool. Very cool. Love and then, it. And it's then just, there it is. You take it's it out. And it's completely covered. So in the silicone, what I learned, silicone oil actually Look. stay and it's stays on the product it doesn't get on your hands cool yeah so that's cool so yeah. do you help promote these like online or at billy's expo um, do you go in person ability, yeah yeah that's, that's, that's cool and plus you use them in real life so it must feel good yeah. to talk about it yeah. that you're actually yeah. liking the product i always yeah they just yeah. since this is the hub and it's a different it's a different funnel in hang on mm -hmm. i'm gonna get it in um, it's a different funnel in, so they just sent me some extension tubes to okay. try, and so I will be. Uh, so does insurance cover these and stuff? Or yes, Medi Medicaid them? and Medicare cover okay. them one hundred percent. Yes. Cool. Well, that's yes. awesome. Cool. And, and yeah. so everybody can get more information at compactcath.com. That's compactcath.com. Well, very cool. They probably send out free samples. I bet, right? Yes, they do. You can call. Um, and just tell them that Misty Piker gave you the information. So, awesome sauce. Well, yeah. you know what? That's cool. I yeah. think a lot of people, when they're paralyzed, they have no idea what kind of catheters to start using. Yeah, you, everybody, whatever. yeah, they're usually shoved into yeah. one. And they're shoved into one with usually just a kit. Yep. And like, yep. yep. And so, like, you know. Cool. I have I probably have like eight boxes of kits, and I'm like I don't use these. <laughs> so are you doing this job as your full time ticket to work job? Or uh, uh, no, job? Is, that, so I am a volunteer usher and ticket taker at our local theater, and oh, cool. we actually had mm -hmm. the Lion King, the national showing of Lion King, and oh. we were ten shows into a twenty four show run, and don't we even. had. A, we had our first COVID case, and then it was March 10th, and on the 11th, we got shut down. That's very sad. We were, it would win show 11 of 24, and I was like, I was halfway to work, and I live literally two blocks from the theater. This is like a perfect setup for you. You live by yeah. a hospital, by your job, and all this stuff. Yeah. Oh, my God. And so you were actually, yeah. were you a ticket, you were there in your chair, just working the auditorium? Yeah. That's, that's yeah. really cool. I know, I yeah. one time saw another paraplegic years ago work. There's not many people in wheelchairs, though, that do your profession, is there? No. No, I don't. No, no. But the, the, all the other ushers, they, like, they mm -hmm. love me. So, like, e even the Disney people, they're like, 
I don't think we've ever met another usher in a wheelchair, but if we love, we love seeing you out here. It's good. That's good. Well, but, I hope they get, when do you think they're going to get back to work? Is there any time? I know the, the, the show has been postponed, mm-hmm. but the, the trailer's still there, That's but good. I don't, um, it says it's been canceled, but that doesn't, but it, mm-hmm. they still have the contract to bring the show back. So I don't Lord, know. This is so sad. Oh man. It is. Uh, but, mm-hmm. but they promised to bring the show back. So. Okay. That's good. Well, so what else are you doing now to stay busy while you're at home? You're doing, are you doing any other, I don't know. Uh, um, doing a virtual, the basketball team and hockey teams are meeting virtually every Wednesday. Really? <laughs> Just, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's well, what we're doing. We're meeting virtually. That's kind of cool. So, so what do you guys been talk? Doing, yeah. We've just been talking and hanging out. So okay. I think this week we're going to uh, kind of um, start doing a board game virtually. Like one player's Ooh. going to, one of our players came up with the idea to just him control the pieces on the game and everybody else have oh. their, have their own die. And oh, fun. Something to write on to keep track of where they're at. I love this idea. I love board games. Which are the board games you're considering? Um, he has, he has a short list. He's supposed to let me know. So we'll find out. I like risk. I'm going to say you should do Monopoly think, or Risk. I think Monopoly and Risk are, and some tr- different versions of Trivial Pursuit are on there. Fun, guys. Well, that sounds like a good idea. You know, you got to stay busy with these Zoom meetings and stuff and just, yeah. you know, that's the Zoom, one thing. Zoom, I had to learn how to do Zoom on the fly. <laughs> well, you're doing it right now. You're doing it awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So. So, well, this is, a, I just read an article before I, I logged on with you about this paraplegic in the UK and she's liking the quarantine lockdown because she said there's all these things available online now that they weren't before. Yeah, you I know. know. Like front and center theater seats, like, you know, because you can see shows now, they'll do like these virtual seating kind of things. That, yeah, I know. You know it's kind of crazy. Um, and then I was like, yeah, but I still want things to get back to normal though. I, I do. I can't wait. So what yeah. do you miss the most other than probably working? Um, I think people, I am majorly extroverted and okay. I, yeah, our gyms are starting to reopen. Um, but the courts are still closed here in Indiana, the oh, okay. like sports courts, because yeah. it's not really possible to play wheelchair basketball and socially distance with no. masks. Oh no! And and I know I also have asthma, so it's hard it, to wear those. Wear, yeah, it's really hard to wear any yeah. type of mask with it's, asthma. I, I have a hard time as a quadriplegic because I have limited breathing, and so when I keep that mask on, I I feel like I can't breathe. <laughs> but yeah, um, I was like, mm-hmm. I start having like I feel like I start having a panic attack because I already can't breathe, and then no, it sucks that you guys can't play though. So what are you gonna? You just have to just wait till there's a vaccine, I imagine. Yeah, I assume so. Or um, I think Indiana, they're doing a five-stage plan. Okay. And we're in stage three, but I just don't see how it's going to work because my county, we, our cases keep going up. Yeah. This is I just, a sad thing. I know. I, just, I don't like these cases going up. I just talked to a, a paraplegic in Ireland, and they only had one death yesterday. That's it. 77 yeah. cases only. How are oh, other I, countries doing so much better than ours? So I heard mm-hmm. this was a very, so, um, Pete Buttigieg was my former mayor. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, yeah. so, um, and I know him, he's like a neighbor. No he, li- he lives like, yeah, I know him personally. Oh, he's playing. I wonder how he's doing. 
He's play, he's played wheelchair basketball with my team. No way. That's, that's how cool. kind of, that's the kind of person he is. Like when he was mayor, he came and played wheelchair basketball. Like, and it wasn't something he did as a political thing. He did it because I was like, come play with us, please. You did. You did. And then I ended up in the hospital. So they FaceTimed me. No way. Oh, <laughs> you weren't even there and it was your yeah. idea. It was my idea. You need to do a replay with him. That's cool. I really liked him. I kind of. I was very sad. I wasn't like on the Pete Buttigieg train per se, but I liked. I liked what he was talking about. Yeah, and he didn't like. Like people were like, are always like slamming. What do you think about people's disabilities? Like his main, like one of his main people was Emily Vordy, and Uh and she has OI, and I've known her career. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. She she's on Twitter. She's like one of his main followers, and she okay. she's pretty she's pretty amazing. So, uh, but wow. a, a grim reminder is with the cases, the deaths in in the U.S. at one hundred and five thousand. Yeah. That know, is wrong. that is the city of South Bend being snuffed out. Isn't that? Just, I mean, I know that, that is, that's a really that good is, like analogy. That was the analogy that was used, and it was used on the the state and national scale. And Jeez. just to hear that was just like that. Wow. That was a very grim. It was just grim. Like that is yeah. my city. I know. Gone. It's a lot. A lot of people. It's a lot. Mm. Of, it's too many people. I yeah. agree. It's very sad, and I don't know when the numbers are going to stop. I really thought by now we'd get a hold on the situation, huh? But it doesn't seem to be happening. I'm a little bit worried about reopening as well. I think we'll have to see as the summer goes on. I don't know what's yeah. going to happen here. Here in Minnesota, we're on June 1st, we're able to do outdoor dining only, 25% capacity. Today it starts, but no one, of course, wants to open because of all the rioting and looting happening around here. It's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But we're hoping that some things get back to normal here soon. And it's happening all over the country now. So very, very, very scary. I know. Very, very tough time here in the in the country. And I do hope that yeah. we do have some changes legislative for police, but the Me whole too. other topic. Um, oh man, it's been difficult. But I do, you know, maybe uh, we'll see some change here. But um, yeah, it's sad. I don't know. George Floyd, R.P. George Floyd. Um, yeah. So what else? You know, I just feel with this whole world kind of going crazy right now, I, I, I do feel like sometimes coming together with people like yourself, it does help. You know, I have, I probably mm-hmm. wouldn't have been chatting with you if it wasn't for this. And you know, yeah. I've been on Twitter for all these, all these years. So, you know, <laughs> this is kind of, I don't know. But so do you have any parting words to make us feel a little bit better about the situation? Um, I'll eat some bacon right here. I'm vegetarian. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> I'm like eating as I'm talking. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, so um, for me, I think self-care has been huge. Making yeah. sure you take mm-hmm. care of yourself. Um, keeping a schedule. Um, yeah. That has been the top two things, I think, for me personally through all of this. Because I have been quarantined since March 11th. <laughs> oh, God. I, feel, I know. That's too, it's a very long time. We're going yeah. on three months here in like less than yeah. 10 days, you know? Yeah, I know. I like my birthday's coming up June 10th. And that's Aww. literally, 
I'm like, mm-hmm. I'll be 36. Happy um, early birthday. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. and that's literally mm-hmm. the day before it'll be three months on my birthday. Okay. All right, you, you got to figure out something to do fun there at your place. I don't know why. Uh, barten- one of the bartenders that I work with at the theater, his birthday's the day before, so I think he's going to come down and we're going to socially distance have a drink. I like he's that. Gonna, he's going to make a drink. He's not going to let me drink just some sissy drink. So what are you going to drink then? What kind of drink is a, considered a good drink in your world, Missy? Uh, well, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> right. Well, I hope you margaritas are always a good option if you don't know what to do. Those are always good. So, <laughs> well, he knows he knows I'm not a beer drinker. So okay. there you go. All right. <laughs> well, so I hope that you keep healing here with your shoulder. Thank you for sharing, you know, a little insight into how your life's going out there in Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's in their own little bubble. I feel like right now, so it's really good to connect. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. So good luck, and I hope gobbly gee whiz when I talk to you next, maybe theaters will be open again i don't know but gosh. yeah i know i, I know. know um our next show is marion high school's graduation i really hope those kids get to walk across the stage oh. and it's the only show that's still scheduled and it's been rescheduled like three times i'm like those those kids better get to walk across that stage even if it's socially distanced i really hope they can when is that going to happen Uh, it's supposed to be at the end of july end of july sorry okay well let's hope that that happens yeah i (laughs) know oh gosh all right well thank you so much missy i will talk to you later okay you too all right bye. bye